Welcome back, everyone. This is a joint production tonight. It's not necessarily a discussing who production. And Clarence, if you're listening to this right now, you're thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what we recorded the other day. And guess what? You're right. So uh, I do have a person from the Brown family, but not Clarence Brown, uh, here with me tonight. And this is, like I said, discussing who, but it's a joint discussing who slash tech pedition uh discovery or uh star trek discovery or whatever you want to call it so <laughs> carrie brown how are you i'm great man how's it going i can't complain i don't want to get too much into star trek but i know you've seen it just uh <laughs> thumbs up thumbs wow. down oh man i loved it um and i'm I'm not really a big star trek person so that should tell you a lot right there like i absolutely loved it everything was spot on I mean, there were a few things that we'll probably get into um, on the podcast, but yeah, it's overall, like, I have nothing but praise to say, you know, it was great. Cool, 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 cool. Well, for any of you guys who are listening, uh, of course, this is Discussing Who, but this particular episode, what we are going to be doing is talking a little bit of Star Trek and promoting a podcast that myself, Clarence, Carrie, and two other gentlemen are also doing, which is called the uh, Star Trek Discovery, or STD, as Clarence, I've heard say, uh, blame Paramount, don't blame us, uh, <laughs> a podcast. You can find that at stdpodcast.com. Carrie, the reason I ask, or, or you know, glad that you came on, um, one of the things that I did the other day when Clarence and I were talking in our original recording of this episode was kind of how he got into podcasting and, and where, you know, he got the idea of the Star Trek podcast and all of that, because really and truly the, this Star Trek podcast that we're talking about was his idea. So tell me, we talked oh, about man. Star Trek Discovery, but we also talked about Tech Tradition. So that's what kind of what I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> How about, far do you want me to go back? <laughs> uh, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask it this way. How how has been doing a podcast with your brother, Ben? Oh man, it's it's been great. Uh, uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny because you know we both grew up in like Podunk, Mississippi. My dad, my parents bought like Dish Network around I'd say around nineteen ninety six, ninety seven, and we had like. You know, we had more than four channels for the first time, and that was around the time um, ZDTV. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. But, like, that was the time ZDTV came out, and there was just, like, all these different shows, like Internet Tonight, Silicon Span, not necessarily, like, the Call for Help stuff, but, like, all these other shows of these, like, personalities, you know, discussing um, technology stories. And, like, that's something that we've always been fascinated by. Like, we loved ZDTV and Tech TV, um, and... That was like probably the seed of it all. You know, he went to college for computer science. I started in computer science, um, but I just I guess I wasn't smart enough for it. So I ended up going into like IT um, information technology. But he was already at USM when I graduated from high school. I moved to Hattiesburg and we all just I mean, we were just it was just a technology house we were building computers and having land parties and you know he was playing uh madden on the playstation with some of my cousins that live that were living in atlanta at the time 
And, you know, it was just one of those things where we ju- we were just, you know, we just decided to talk about tech. And the first cast we did wasn't even called Tech Edition. It was called Original Opinion. And it was me, Clarence, and um, Andy, who's also on the Star Trek Discovery podcast. And we started that, like, 2006. Like, it was over 10 years ago. And um, we did that for about a year. Everybody kind of moved their separate ways, although we were all still in Hattiesburg. That's around the time I believe he met Carl and Sergio and James Knotts. And we were all just playing online. And I was like, hey, I'm I'm just going to record us goofing off online playing video games. And that's kind of where, where Techvidition started. Like the first thing we did was it was just called Gcast. We were just like I said, we were just goofing off. It was like an hour of nonsense. Um, we were playing like combat arms and just talking about random stuff. And then, you know, we decided to kind of make a site and that's kind of where Techpedition started, uh, with me, him, Sergio, Carl, James, not Henry Presswood. Uh, it was just, it was a whole bunch of people and it was super, super chaotic, but it was a lot of fun. And that's kind of where we got started. But, you know, he's, he's always been kind of like the, um, I don't know. He's kind of been like the the hands behind the scenes because he was like doing the websites and he was you know helping with the recording and everything and you know it it's it's always been you know he's he's even though he's never really hosted a podcast before now like he's always had his hand in it like i get i guess you kind of know what i'm saying though like he he's always had his hand in it and he's always been like a driving force so i'm really really happy and excited that you know he's finally Hosting one. <laughs> yeah, me too, because, you know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you talk and I'm sitting here thinking about the the times that I've messaged him, called him and said, I did X to this website and the website is gone. Help. <laughs> or um, go back to about 2008 and 2009. And uh, he tells me something like uh, paraphrasing. Oh, have you ever heard of something called WordPress? And uh, you ever heard, you remember a program called, uh, I think it was called fireworks. Oh yeah. Fireworks. Yep. Um, Macromedia fireworks. Bingo. Adobe bottom. Yeah. Yeah. That I wouldn't be, if he had, not uh introduced me to that program probably 2010 or 11 i would probably not be creating graphics today because that's what you know got me into um you know uh thinking oh that's cool i can do that so my point being it's interesting hearing your perspective because one thing that i've noticed that he's done over the years is you know he doesn't take a lot of credit but on the flip side he is there in the background fixing stuff for people and you know like pushing and maybe not even pushing but just kind of like just giving information that kind of leads people off into different directions you know what i'm saying yeah and and like it's funny he's always kind of reeled us in because like i have a horrible tendency to go off topic and (laughs) he's he's always there to kind of keep us on task and keep keep me reeled in so you know he's like I said, he's he's a huge, huge, huge part of what we've been doing. And, you know, I'm we had stopped podcasting for a while. And um, I think it was last year we just we were just sitting around like, hey, I think I want you know, I think we want to do another tech petition. And we just kind of started slow, you know, doing one like every month. And, 
you know, we the more comfortable we got with it, we we're we're not doing it every week now, but we're probably doing like two or three a month, and it's it's fun to be podcasting with them again. <laughs> so so let me ask you that: what's the difference uh, between you know, of course, you've got topics and your and 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 you know you got the production and all that, but what's the difference between you you guys because because you, you're family, you know, so so you so you're going to talk because you're family. But what's the difference between just calling up and saying, hey, how are you doing and getting and doing the podcast? Or is that your communication? Oh, man, it, it's funny you say that because it, that's actually kind of how we got. I, I didn't even think about this. But this is actually how we kind of got started. Um, he had moved away and um, <clears throat> we weren't like I said, we weren't living in the same house anymore because for a while we were all living in a house. Me, him and Jonathan Shorts were living in a house together. And um, we kind of moved to different parts of the city and we would just talk, you know, not necessarily talk on the phone. But, you know, when we ran into each other or we went home to visit our parents, we would just talk about tech, you know, and talk about what what we like, what's bothering us, what's great, what's not great. And he just said, man, we should be recording this. And <laughs> I was like, you're right. And honestly, there's as far as me and him, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but as far as me and him, like we talk to each other on the podcast, like we talk to, talk to each other on the phone. I mean, it's just a natural thing. Um, it never really seemed forced. It's just, you know, we're just shooting the breeze, you know. It's, <laughs> I, so I have a question for you. Has he ever asked you before you started uh, recording, oh, man, I don't think we're going to have enough to make an hour tonight. Does he, has he ever done that to you? <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Um, There's been nights where we did a Techpedition podcast where it's like we had like four things to talk about. And he's like, I don't think we're going to make an hour. And we end up going like an hour and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so so I'm curious. OK, so that leads to another curiosity. Do you do um, – at the end and you look and see how long you've been recording and it's been an hour and a half. Do you like to bring that to his attention? Um, no, he's the one that always tells me. Okay. He's like, we need to wrap this up. Okay. Well, because- well, 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 the opposite happens to us because I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like, whenever I look down there and I see, okay, we've made it to an hour and 15 minutes. I, I like to rub it in and say, okay, uh, rem- okay. We just start recording. It's an hour and 15 minutes. And you said we weren't going to make it to an hour. <laughs> so yeah he he does usually he, he'll he look at the list and be like um i don't know if we have enough today but we'll make it work but you know the funny thing about me and him is that like i said our conversation is so natural that it just naturally branches into other things like i don't know how many of the uh, tech petition episodes you've listened oh, yeah, to yeah i've listened to pretty much all of them Normally, it's like we we start talking about one thing and it leads to another thing. And then we look up and we've been talking about the same thing for like 15 minutes. And that's normally the way it goes. So it's a lot of fun. So what has been your favorite Techpedition episode? Oh, man. <laughs> favorite Techpedition moment, I should say. Uh, well, I guess recent recent moment would be um the Dragon Ball episode yes. we did with the um we talked about the Dragon Ball movie. I, I think we laughed. We we both laughed constantly in that podcast. So recent memory, that was probably my favorite one. Yeah, that's my favorite too because uh, I was driving uh, back from lunch to the point to where it gets to the very end, and I drops. I mean, I mean, I literally, <laughs> I don't know if I dropped something or I dropped my phone or what, but I mean, literally because I was laughing so hard. 
<laughs> yeah, that that was a great one. <laughs> so let's 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 uh, switch to Star Trek real quick, and without um, revealing anything about what we're going to be talking about in the podcast, I'm going to ask you the same thing that I ask him. You're already doing Techpedition. You've got a family. You're, what what prompted you to want to do another podcast? Well, it's funny for me because, like, my life's kind of hectic right now. So um, I, I don't get a lot of time to podcast, which, I mean, I'm one of the reasons we, we're not putting an episode out every week of Techpedition just because my schedule's kind of erratic. And, you know, I don't know if the kids are up late and it's loud, then I don't really want to podcast because, you know, my daughter's going to be screaming in the background. But um, the, the thing for me was um, – I just saw that he was really, really passionate about it. Like, I've never really been a huge Star Trek fan. You know, I've seen, well, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. But I felt like this was something that we could both get into together. And, like, I could be on the same level as him as far as this show goes. Because um, me and him, we we'd even talked about doing a Game of Thrones podcast before. But we kind of leaned toward this because it's something new and you know we can get in on the ground floor and it's just it's a good opportunity to get viewers just because um you know there there's no material out on star trek discovery and that was probably two of the biggest things that drew me to it is you know seeing how passionate he was and you know getting in on the ground floor um it's just one of those things where I just, you know, I just, I have to make time for it. You know, I don't, I'm probably not going to make every Discovery episode. I think I missed the second one, but, uh, the podcast anyway. Right. But it, it's just one of those things where it's, it's new and exciting. And I think it's going to be really, really fun, you know, a year from now or six months from now, you know, when we have like color commentary on every episode and, you know, we could probably be even for, you know, in some sense be seen as a reference for the show just because we've been keeping up with it and, you know, they'll, you know, throughout the year, there'll be people that'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that show. You know, let me check it out. You know, and, you know, they may catch a podcast or something and get interested in it or vice versa. And they may go looking for Star Trek podcasts and hopefully we'll be somewhere near the top. So <laughs> cool. Yeah, agreed. So any, you know, I, I told you that I wasn't going to keep you too long and uh, I'm going to hold true to my promise. So uh, my question that I that that, that I have is. Um, you know, before I transform this back into the next part of the uh, podcast, and my last question is: if if there if there is something that you have learned from Clarence in doing the different podcast over the years, just off the top of your head, what would that be? Um, one thing I guess the major thing I've learned from him is that you know, um, you can. This is something that you know. Y- we're doing it for fun. We're not getting paid for it. So, you know, don't look at it as a chore. Cause I mean, for a while I got like super, super jaded with, um, tech petition. Cause we were, we were doing so many episodes and there were so many people on a podcast and it was just so exhausting trying to reel everybody in. Um, because you know, even discovery, it, it can get a little chaotic sometimes, but we had like, we would have like five, six people on the same podcast and that's just chaos. And it, it really stopped being fun for me. And, um, you know, he just reminded me that, you know, this is something to enjoy. And, you're, you know, you're helping people process their experiences from the things they've seen and played and heard. And it's 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 actually a joy and a privilege to be able to do, you know, even if you have two or three viewers. I remember 
uh, this is kind of a tangent, but I remember when we were doing original opinion um, in 2006 when we got our first fan letter. Um, and it was like a 16 year old kid named Dylan. Like I still have the email saved somewhere, but it was just so cool, you know, you know, that somebody that I'd never met in my life was listening to me talk about Xbox or whatever it was. So, you know, it's just I've kind of learned that, you know, with him. And that's one reason we've started when we started back Tech Petition, you know, it was like, let's keep it, keep it light, keep it fun, you know, and not make it seem like a chore. And it's worked out great so far, you know, so. I cool. guess that's a lot of things I learned from you. No, 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 that, no, no, no. You were fine. Well, you know, I, 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 I will, I will say this that uh, that that I find very interesting. When I first started listening to uh, Tech Tradition, I at times could not tell the two of you apart in, in, in sound. <laughs> I mean, literally. And, and, and it's interesting. The more I've listened, and the more I've gotten to know you, and of course, you know, I know Clarence, but uh, it. I don't have that problem anymore, but, 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 but literally, uh, there, there are things that both of you say that you say the same. And now, you know, now I can distinguish the two of you, but have you ever had that, has anybody ever said that's listened to, that you guys sound alike? Um, it's funny you say that. Cause like, I've, I've always been kind of like, especially growing up, I was always Clarence's little brother. Like he was my hero, you know, like I always wanted to be like him and, you know, I wanted to play basketball like him and I wanted to learn about technology like him. And it's just one of those things where we've we, you know, we're brother and we're brothers. But, you know, I mean, I'll, I guess it our situation is maybe unique because normally, you know, when your big brother goes off to college and then you, you know, you don't really hang out anymore because me and him like we always fought when we were little kids. Um up until the time we both like, well, I guess up until the time he was about 16 or 17 and I was starting to be a teenager. Um, we just became bros, like not just brothers, but you know, like, Buddies. like pe- people who genuinely enjoy each other's company. And I, I, I imagine, you know, the, since we've hung out so much, like as adults, I imagine, you know, I've picked up some of his mannerisms and he's picked up some of mine. So <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, anybody that is listening, uh, you can find uh, Carrie and I on uh, the Star Trek Discovery uh, uh, podcast, stdpodcast.com. And like I've said before, uh, blame Paramount for that name, not us. <laughs> uh, you can also find Carrie on techpedition.com along with Clarence. And, uh, dude, I really appreciate you uh, coming on last minute and doing this with me so you so this was an introduction and everybody that is listening we will be right back with a message from lee shackleford thanks so much hey guys don't miss an episode of the techpedition podcast for more information go to techpedition.com slash subscribe t-e-c-h-p-e-d-i-t-i-o-n.com Lee Shackelford here, just wanting to add to all of this my uh, heartfelt birthday wishes to Clarence Brown. I uh, have been enjoying the Discussing Who venture so very much, and one of the real joys is just getting a chance to talk with this remarkable human being. I have such respect and admiration for Clarence. I just have no words, no words to express it. So, Clarence, I know that we missed the actual day, but uh, I hope it was a great one, and I hope there are many, many more. 
It's Sergio from Reality Breached. Um, I just wanted to wish some best wishes uh, on your new STD podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over that name, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's good to see Clarence in the captain's chair. Uh, I, I remember going way back uh, at this point, like eight years ago, uh, the Techpedition crew, the, the, the old Techpedition crew, during season one, you know, me hosting uh, and, and me basically getting my, my, my podcast chops from those guys over at uh, Techpedition and them wishing me well when I launched uh, the Reality Breach podcast, which originally was on Techpedition.com. I know this guy can do it. Like he's, he is a Star Trek guy. If, if anybody is prepared to launch a brand new podcast, it is Clarence. I wish both of y'all luck. I, I, like, I hope the whole thing goes well. I hope the series is good because th that's what TV needs. TV needs a good Star Trek television show. The movies that they've released recently have been stellar. I, I just hope the TV show can live up to it. Uh, and I know for a fact that the STD podcast will be there to call them on anything that they do wrong. <laughs> so, uh, again, best wishes. I, I hope everything goes great. Um, I, I thank Clarence and, and even Carrie uh, for everything that they've done for Reality Breached, and uh, I, I've, I hope everything go everything goes great over at STD. With that said, I guess we'll listen to Reality Breached. For you, this is a good day because you're getting Star Trek back on television, per se. Yeah, after so many years, we're finally getting it back on "quote unquote" television. Ain't hit, uh, but no, yeah, it's, it's good to have Star Trek back on some platform with new, fresh episodes in a totally new um, series. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Yep, Star Trek Discovery, and um, I have to admit, I'm I'm interested. It's the it, like you said, it's been a long uh, road since we've had a Star Trek TV series proper. And for a lot of fans, probably thought that we weren't going to have another uh, Star Trek series for quite a while, especially with the rebooted Star Trek yeah. universe. Yeah, and I have to say, uh, the time that I really, really, really started to get into Star Trek uh, it was very much on this decline. Um, I first started getting into it around the Voyager era. Though, you know, I had seen TNG and DS9 some. I think the the move to UPN messed up a lot of my watching, and it wasn't until we actually got satellite in my house way out in the country that I started to really get back into it again, and, and that was with um, with Voyager. Yeah, and then... <laughs> Before long, it was off off the the television, man. So I am happy that we're getting some new Star Trek finally. You know, I went back yesterday, and I know we had been discussing, and I'll and I'll mention what we had been discussing and where in just a minute. But I know we have talked about somewhere else. Um, we've talked about Star Trek recently, and we had mentioned that it's on CBS All Access. I didn't think that. You could find Voyager and the other series on anything but CBS All Access. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, no, they're definitely on Netflix for right now. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I've done my rewatching of recent and, and catching back up. But, yeah, they've been on Netflix for, for a while now. So yesterday I went back and I watched uh, the final episode of Voyager. 
<laughs> and I didn't intend, honestly, to watch the whole thing. And then I looked and, you know, here I am watching them escape at the end and return to the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a fun episode. Uh, Wink into the future, Borg conduits uh, inside a Borg cube coming back to Federation space. It had it all. <laughs> a really fun episode. And, and it had two. And, and it had two Catherine Janeways. So I was happy. Yeah, an admiral and a captain. Yeah, I mean the the and even you know I was thinking of it from the context of when it was made, and they did a very good job with having her interact with herself and i know that's been done on star trek before and i know orphan black takes it to an entirely different level than what it was at that time but still for they did a very good job having her interact with herself yeah, I mean, and we definitely take it for granted nowadays, especially with the amazing acting of uh, Tatiana Maslany in Orphan Black. And I was just watching that earlier today, actually. And, you know, I there was no doubt in my mind that these, was, these were two separate people. But, you know, they're the same actor. And yeah, yeah, for, for back in the days of Voyager, I thought they did a really excellent job. And yeah, I, I love that series to my heart, man. So... Taking what you liked about Voyager and knowing that you, you know, watched it when you were growing up, because when you were on, I mean, when, when, it, when you were on, when it was on, you would have been about how, what, how old? Oh, man. Uh, in my late teens. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I was in my early 20s then. And, uh, you know, I, I remember just as you were referring to it, going to UPN and leaving local, you know, stations, carrying it you know, Saturday night or whenever, you know, it, it was on. And I remember not seeing the story for years and years and years. But tell me, what about Star Trek, knowing that it was coming back, made you think, I want to do something with Star Trek? Uh, well, of course, I love Star Trek. And there are so many people around me that, are close to me that I know love it as well. And just from some of the conversations we've had, you know, just casually talking about it, it, it just made me want to get that voice out there. Cause I know we've had some excellent conversations and I'm like, this is gold. Why are we just wasting it on us? <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's, it's just really a forum for us to get in there and talk about something we really, really love um, on the podcast, we have people that are, you know, old school Star Trek Trekkies, Trekkers, whatever you want to call it. And we have people that are more new school, which I kind of consider myself more the, the, you know, late DS9 Voyager errors when I really started to love it. But we had certainly have people like uh, you and Andy who are, who are definitely um, TOS or TNG fans <laughs> and and yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just a forum for us to get in there and talk and have good conversations. And I'm hoping that someone will be interested in that. So um, for anyone listening, I jumped ahead of myself a little bit. So let me tell you what 
this episode's actually about. Several months ago, I think by now, Clarence messaged me, We were, and I was thinking, okay, well, this is something discussing who related, and he said that he was going to be starting up a Star Trek podcast and said, you know, with some different people and asked me, would I be interested? And let me correct one thing that you said. I'm not a uh, uh, Star Trek like uh, guru like some of the other folks that you have but, on the show. But you watch the old ones, though. You know? But I did not have not seen, but maybe a handful, if that, uh, of the original Star Trek. I've I I know this is blaspheme, but I'm not really a an original Star Trek fan. You know, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, I think it's the same situation I have when we look at Doctor Who. Uh, there certainly are gems in the TOS era that I think everybody needs to see. But it's just kind of hard to go back once you've seen uh, the advancements that have taken place over the years. And again, the same, play, same thing in Who, where, um, you know, to go back and watch classic Who in my uh, opinion it has to be a really excellent episode and and we've had some of those in our journey uh to go back and catch up on classic who we had some not so great episodes so it's just something that comes with the ter- with the territory when you try to go back and watch something that you know to no fault of their own is just it's just old and, and and outdated by a lot of senses but it's always those pivotal stories that pull you back in into the classic episodes, whether it be who or, or TOS. And the interesting thing that I find about Dr. Who and Star Trek, you know, it's, it's like for, for a handful of TV shows, the early sixties was a prime time. No, no, uh, no intention meant on the time it aired, but a prime place in time for, a certain select ideas that just took hold and then are still around, you know, 50, 55 years later. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes to the staying power of those properties, you know, um, yeah, this being discussing who, of course, we're going to keep relating back to Dr. Who, but you know, Dr. Who saw the resurgence with the new who after a bit of dormancy, um, after the uh, Michael Gray yeah. years, yep. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess we're having that same thing try to happen in, in the Star Trek universe. Uh, it's, it's been a few years since we had Captain Archer on Enterprise, and and we're in a new era. And uh, well, new, new being relative, I guess, because it's not really new. We're ten years prior to the original, but but yeah, it's 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 exciting to. To have the show back on air and, you know, maybe we'll get some of that resurgence that the, the Doctor Who universe got when, when, when New Who came about. I'm going to put Clarence on the spot here a little bit and ask some questions that I've been curious about that people who may have listened to some of his, the other podcasts that he's been on or some of the episodes that we've had of Discussing Who. And so I'll do like I did uh, Lee in a previous episode, I think it was episode 33, when I was talking about relativity. So I'm going I'm to ask you some questions. So uh, here's a curious question. You s- started podcasting a long time before <laughs> I did. What? Yeah. Uh, when did you start podcasting? And 
what ye- what year and what got you started? Oh man, uh, what got me started? That's the easy one. Um, some of you guys may know back in the day there was a tech channel um, called Tech TV, and it had great hosts such as Leo Laporte, Patrick Norton, as well as um, a, a slew of other people that have gone on to do great internet-based shows, uh, podcasts even. And the whole Twit network that Leo Laporte started, uh, this podcasting mega world kind of that he started from scratch after leaving television is kind of what inspired me to want to do a podcast, number one. And number two is relatively easy to get into um, uh, very little technical expertise is needed to do a podcast. Uh, you know, know how to edit some video, know how to get your feed up, and you're pretty much there. So uh, the ease of access to get into and and the ex- inspiration that I got from people like Leo Laporte and the whole Twit Network is what led me to want to do podcasting. Uh, now, my first podcast I ever did was with my brother, Carrie Brown, which is also on the uh, Star Trek Discovery podcast with with uh, us. And it was him, myself, and also Andy Sims, uh, who was also on the Star Trek podcast with us. <laughs> so this was in like 2005. So a long time ago. And the name of that podcast was the Original Opinion podcast okay <laughs> yeah yeah and that was at originalopinion.com which that's not gonna work now but uh yeah we started that podcast a long time ago and it was pretty much tech pedition uh 0.5 beta or whatever so much the spiritual uh precursor to tech pedition so i'm i'm sitting here while you're th- you know you know while you're talking and and thinking, okay, in two thousand and five, technology is it was not wh- where it is today. Bandwidth is not where it is today. So, just briefly, you know, describe what was the biggest difference that you can think of making a podcast in two thousand and five versus making a podcast in twenty seventeen. Oh wow. Wow. Um, man, that's that's a good one. You know what? As far as technically, not a lot has changed um, as far as the way you produce the podcast. Uh, I think I was using something called Cool Edit back then, which Adobe eventually bought and moved into their suite of products, which I think is Audition now for Adobe. But it's called Cool Edit, cool Edit back then. I think that was what I, what I was using. Um, I use Audacity now, and as far as technically in the feed and stuff, there was this platform that Google has sent bought that's called FeedBurner, and that is the place you pretty much created the feed and got everything ready to be submitted. And I think Carrie was the one that actually took most of the brunt of that work. Okay, but but it has since gotten a whole lot easier with various plugins and platforms galore that you can go and. You know, with very little work at all, create a podcast feed and get going. Several paid platforms out there now, which were non-existent, what, wow, 13 years ago? Correct. <laughs> so that leads, you know, to my next thought that I had. You, you know, when we post a podcast, so uh, 
and you do this for Tech Petition. I do this for Discussing Who. Lee does this for um, Relativity. And, and this is just in the era that we are now or the, or the age that we are now, the technology or the year or whatever. This is just how we do it. We go to Twitter and we post the episode. We go yeah. to Facebook and post it to a page or post it to friends. And we go to various other <laughs> social media platforms. 2005, no Facebook, no Twitter, etc., and so forth and so on. How did, how did you market a podcast then? And was marketing a podcast even a thing then? Um, it was not a thing for me, um, unless you had money to maybe pay for ads, um, on other podcasts or join some network, you probably weren't, uh, getting much promotion. Of course, like I said, uh, Twitter is not what it, what it is today or wasn't even existent in 2005 or maybe just getting started. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe, um, and, you know, Facebook, the same thing. Very few people using it. It was – think at that time it was more centered toward universities. And uh, what was the – MySpace? <laughs> I guess yeah. MySpace was a thing. But, you know, um, it wasn't a very good platform for promoting things. So it's it's kind of a, a curse as well as a blessing because being early, we didn't have all these outlets to promote and market, but you had the benefit or of being vi- be a, being in a very small pool of people that are doing this. Because uh, I think around 2007, 2008, that's when it started blowing up, and there were more podcasts than you can shake a stick at. You know, so the very early on with original opinion, you know, we had the advantage of being early, and we did get listeners. You know, uh, I think <laughs> probably the thing that angle said bothers me but um you know we we didn't have a whole huge amount of success early on but you know i guess that's kind of just being in it for the long game and to piggyback off that it was more of a hobby rather than trying to do it for a business back in those days it was very few people really doing it as a full-fledged business you know you know that's what i find really amazing about Doctor Who Podshock having been around because it also started in 2005 so 2005 as well and you know I'm, I'm trying to think about what I remember most from 2005 and I'm thinking back okay well August 29 2005 Katrina so during the same time that was going on you you were thinking okay let me make a podcast i wasn't <laughs> even thinking about doing a blog and writing stuff you know on the internet yet um so so wh- i preface that by saying you were looking at doing things creating things in a medium that most people would not have touched or even thought that hey I could do that. And I understand where you said, uh, you know, you, you watch these people, but what, what, what prompted you to say, okay, me, my brother and my friends, we can do this. What do you, do you remember? Was there like this defining, okay, I'm going to do this. Or was it just like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. You know what? I think it's less about, we're just going to make a stand and do something versus, 
Um, and this is kind of indicative of the internet, the I generation as a whole. And you can largely look to things like YouTube to see how it's progressed. It's not that I'm setting out to make this bold statement to do something. 95% of it is that I can, you know, if you take that, I can extrapolate it out to different platforms that we have like YouTube and even podcasting. It's, 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 you're not having to go through this huge mega X corporation to do this or that. And there's no big FCC, blah, 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 holding you back from putting your voice out there. So it's largely about I can. And if I can, and I think I have a story to tell or something that someone might find interesting, you do. So that, that's basically it in a nutshell. Okay, and I like that because, yeah, all right, so I'm going to give you, and this is actually going to be me not making a joke. This is actually going to be me telling you something that is funny that actually happened. You know, I'm not that many years old, much older than you. However, you know, it's interesting just seeing someone with uh, a couple of years younger than, than I am, how technology changed so rapidly that yeah. you know it it even changed the way you think because i i have always been fascinated by technology but i didn't have that i can just because it's it's out there the thing that you were just just describing and and i'll give you an example of something that's funny that kind of relates to that of how you just assume how things work um yeah so, you know, when for everybody first got the, the Internet, everybody had America Online for the most part. That was what, in my opinion, released the Internet to the masses uh, for the most part. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So where I worked at the time said, oh, well, we're going to start offering dial-up Internet just like America Online. And, you know, you, you can get the Internet from us. And I was like, oh, cool. We get, you know, this is like 1999, maybe 2000, perhaps. You know, they say, okay, well, we got you set up. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, it'll work uh, whenever you get home. You just call this number. I was like, okay, great. Here's your username. Here's your password. I said, okay, great. And then the next thing I ask is, well, what about the software? <laughs> and the guy looked at me and he was like, huh? And I said, you know, the software, uh, like America Online, you know, there's there's got to be some software that I need. Yeah. And, and he said, it's called Internet Explorer. <laughs> uh, you know, this was a program that had been on my computer all, you know, that I had had the computer that I had at the time. Never realized that once I connected to America Online that I could go to Internet Explorer and you know, I did everything in America Online because that's what I thought I had to, or that's how you did it. So kudos to you for not having that just because that's the way it was. You looked outside the box. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, I guess. But that's, that's a good story because, you know, so many people thought that and, you know, uh, that was just coming of that time. I don't fault you on that at all. Uh, and there's some people who think the internet is Internet Explorer now. So true. Point taken. <laughs> so it's it's just it's just a change in times. And you no, know, I think as far as growing up with technology, I really didn't get a computer or the internet until I was like um, in the 
11th or 12th grade. I don't think I was in the 12th grade. I had been on it before. Of course, me and my brother used to go to the library and get on the computers there for Internet. Um, he he actually even created a website before I even really knew how to do that. So he was, you know, five years younger than me, was doing this stuff before I was. And uh, that large that was large part of what fueled me to, you know, learn these things and get into technology, though I had a had like technology well before that, though. Um, I remember kind of my thing and my probably to my detriment, my father was to uh, take things apart and try to put them back together, uh, which always didn't work out as planned. Uh, <laughs> but that was kind of my first. Give me an uh, example of something you took apart oh, that didn't go man. as planned. Oh, radios. Um, I think radios was a big one. Uh, just any technology that I could get my hands on that I didn't think anybody was really using, I would take it apart and, and try to <laughs> make it work again. But yeah, though it was, it was a lot of failures in there. Um, and plus, if do you remember the show A Different World? Mm-hmm. So there was this dude on there named Dwayne Wayne with the flip glasses. You You had the flip glasses. Well, I didn't. I had them at one point. I did okay. have them at one point. But what fueled me to do computer stuff had really little to do with my just love of computers. It was seeing him being this computer science guy working for this company in Japan. It kind of like made me think, oh, that's cool. I I want to do that. Little did I know, <laughs> coming from a home that really didn't have computers until I was a senior in, in, in high school, I was at a huge disadvantage going into college. But, you know, I, I got through it. I got through it. <laughs> so do you remember the – okay, so you started out with, with a podcast in 2005, and, you know, obviously it morphed uh, into others – did, how how long did that last, and how did it morph into the next thing you did? Oh man, Techpedition has oh, original opinion morphed into Techpedition maybe a few years after that. Um, and yeah, we went strong with Techpedition forever, and it's actually still going to this day. Uh, I think it started in two hundred seven, two hundred eight, somewhere in there. And we started out real strong and did a bunch of episodes. Brought on new people. I think at first it was me, Carrie, Andy. We had a few friends, a dude named Henry. And uh, um, we brought people on. Um, we brought, of course, Sergio, which we know from our friends over at Rally Breach. He's still strong in podcasting. Uh, we brought a guy named Carl Miner over, which, uh, you know, the thing that kind of hurt Techpedition the most was people – Going from these college age students into people getting married and having families and moving off and doing their own things kind of what I'm not going to say led to the demise, but kind of what brought the podcast down for what it was at one point it led to the regeneration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think one of the highlights of the original Techpedition crew is they went. I didn't go. Uh, I, had, I was freshly married, so I didn't attend, but they did go to. E3, which is the Electronic Gaming Expo in Los Angeles in 2010, I believe. Yeah, so so they all went out there and had a good time and did a lot of tech game coverage out there. And um, yeah, so so um, yeah, that podcast is still going on, by the way. Which you mentioned regeneration uh, about a year ago. Me and my brother kind of took the reins over it again. Uh, had 
as it had been uh, languishing a bit, and we kind of booted to to season two, where we kind of uh, gave it a refresh, uh, fresh coat of paint, and and we've been going with that uh, for the past year. So, fun with it. so the name Tech Pedition, where for far. For where where did it come from? <laughs> I was trying to say something clever, but just where did it come from? Yeah, both original pen and tech edition came from our brother, and uh, I think the the original concept w- for it was a tech expedition. Okay, tech edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the roots of that name. Okay. Yeah. So if you had a podcast and i'm not saying there's a that, that there was anything wrong i mean you have the longevity of the name which is good but did you contemplate changing the name when you and carrie decided hey let's do this again or what was the decision or how did this decision just to call it season two well i mean it's just like a, a clear delineation of something new was the main point and uh, we definitely never really conceived changing the name completely because we have this this base here of of uh, users who are actually subscribed to the cast, and we don't want to have to start a whole new feed from scratch. And and you know I mentioned Sergio a minute ago, but Sergio from Reality Breach, uh, while doing Techpedition, spit off his own podcast because he did take reins of the host of Techpedition for many years. And he spent, spun off his own podcast called Reality Breach, which has his own thing going over there. And they're going strong. And we're happy for those guys. And, you know, it's it's kind of crazy to see how, you know, you started something so many years ago and it's going in different directions. Um, I think that's really, really cool. So let's jump up um, to just a couple of months ago and you know, you're looking at it from a time perspective and, you know, you and I both work uh, full-time jobs and yeah. you and I both uh, do discussing who, and we both also, well, not both also, I have uh, Dr. Who pod uh, shock that I also do. And uh, you have tech petition. What made you decide that it was right to do a third, you know, another podcast, and this time Star Trek. So, was it the fact that you were such a fan of Star Trek? What, but what was that decision factor behind that? Um, I'm not gonna. I'm a, definitely a fan of Star Trek. But one thing I found out in the world of internet and being able to connect with different people, no matter what fandom you think you love or are a patron for there are people out there who are always going to be more hardcore than you are and i don't consider myself to be a mega mega fan you know but i think i really love the show i consider myself a trekkie but i know there are people out there who can quote every line and will reference books that i never heard of that are in the star trek universe and i i I love the franchise and it's just kind of um Again, just just kind of me and the group of friends that I know uh, talking over this thing that we really love. And uh, I'm sorry, can you give me that question again? <laughs> no, no, you just answered. You 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 just answered the question. That's the so uh, no need to repeat because you did just answer the question. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: Out of uh, looking back over all the podcasts that you've done, you know, all you know all of them. 
what would you consider to be one of your favorite moments of of doing a podcast or is there one oh man favorite moments um one of my favorite ones i've done and it's not that popular but the one of the favorite ones i've done was kind of i sat down with a friend of mine who i will not name his name because we kind of did it as an anonymous interview where we're talking about the game of Halo and how he had a altercation with some mega Halo fans and he not being a Halo fan uh, had to go to fisticuffs <laughs> and I thought that was really fun interview to do and it was kind of my attempt at uh, This American Life a la Tech Edition <laughs> and I really enjoyed that one and that's one of my favorites but as far as just Tech Edition in a whole we've had plenty of laugh out loud moments i think we have some of the best show titles ever which usually come are derived from a a moment that somebody said that was just completely and utterly hilarious so yeah I, so many of those i can't begin to to name this one but but we definitely had some some great times yeah one of your season two episodes that was funny was the dragon ball z episode <laughs> at the end of that one <laughs> I dropped the the Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was a great one. <laughs> so, um, so tell me this: what podcasting? What has it taught you about people, about whatever? But what has it taught you? It's taught me about the. It's taught me that everybody has a voice. You know, pe- people that you never would dream of being on a podcast could be doing one right around the corner. You never know unless you ask, you know, <laughs> or seek it out. Um, cause, cause I feel that we're kind of that way. Um, both you and I is mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, we, great. We, yeah. we, we, we do these podcasts and maybe the person in the cube next to us at work has no idea. Exactly. And, and, and not only the fact that you're doing a podcast may not be the thing that surprised them, but, but that you're out there, you know, have, have your voice out there and are talking. You may be the quietest person in the room normally, but you're talking and you're and you're interacting and you're, you know, ha- have your opinion out there and and not saying that it's the right opinion or wrong, but but to have a voice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you were to give advice to anyone who was thinking, hmm, you know, should I start one or, you know, nobody wants to hear what I've got to talk about. What would you say? Whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel, if you think you have something to say, there are many people in the world and the internet allows you to connect to all of them. I I would say do it. Um, You may think you have the nerdiest obsession ever, but, but uh, I would say just go for it. Um, <laughs> this kind of reminds me of a story. Um, I'll tell you real quick. No, um, take your time. Tell, take it as long as you uh, need. Uh, uh, me and my cousin, uh, Keith, and, and a high school friend, his name was Mike, we like went to Vegas. So we we were going to Vegas just hanging, chill, not to get into re- any real trouble. You sure. Know, just, right. Just, mm-hmm. just, go, just go and try to hang and chill and have some fun. Sure. Yeah, just get back to Vegas, man. Vegas. Oh, man. So, uh, I hate to say it, but what uh, goes on in Vegas uh, stays. So, <laughs> no, trust me. Sure. But, but um, I I am one of maybe one of the 
in one of maybe the geekiest moves ever, uh, carved out some time to get away from them <laughs> and going over to the Las Vegas Convention Center and go see the Star Trek exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and, and mini tour. So I, I stole away for a few hours and when it did that and, and you know, it's just weird to me that, you know, we're going to have this 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 man trip or whatever to go hang out and <laughs> here I am still in the way to, to to do some Star Trek stuff. Now you wrote about that one time on your blog and I'm going to find that and put that in the show notes. What would be really cool is if there were some way that we could actually narrate it and insert it into this uh, podcast rather than just have it uh, as a link. Now, that would be really cool. Back in 2007, my slightly older cousin and a high school friend, along with myself, planned a trip to Vegas. Of course, I was excited about the sights and sounds, hustle and bustle that I would see on the trip. But deep in the back of my mind, the geek in me was saying, yes, I finally get to see Star Trek The Experience. Yeah, weird, I know, but I was excited nonetheless. In the midst of all the casinos and shops and slot machines and shows, I finally made time to partake of the experience, which was a short tram ride from the Grand, which is where we were staying. Not surprisingly, my invitation for the fellows to join me was met with a polite letdown. Not deterred one bit, I was on my way. After making my way to the Las Vegas Hilton and purchasing my ticket, I was on my way for the first of the two experiences. The walk to the actual entrance to the experiences was awesome in its own right, which included museum-like displays of Star Trek memorabilia. These displays contained everything from uniforms and phasers to full-scale replicas and props. Which was awesome, by the way. So let me ask you that. What year was that? Uh, that had to be 207 or 208. So, and, and it's, it's, it, I asked that question because it's curious to me how, and this is a, a conversation I think we've had, maybe Sergio mentioned it in the, a reality breach episode, or I'm, I'm not sure where I've had this or heard this conversation before, but how the culture of geekdom has changed even in the last five to ten years, how it's much more mainstream where I think if the Clarence of 2008 and the Clarence of, you know, were the same age in 2017, I think there would probably have been no, well, you know, I'm just going to get go away for a couple of hours from the group and go see this. It would have been like, hey, guys, I'm going to see Star Trek. See you. Yeah, yeah, this uh it seems like this is a reoccurring theme we've we've brought up between our different uh members of grits that uh geeks recording in the south where we talk about these these experiences growing up and what is geek now and you know, I don't really consider myself a geek. I played basketball. I <laughs> I wasn't really a jock either. I don't I don't feel but to me, I didn't really fit squarely in that nerd peg or hole, however you want to say it. Uh, but I think what is so awesome about, again, the Internet and be able to form these connections is to to connect with a group of something that relates to you or that you are passionate about. And, and, and it's so easy to do nowadays. And. Again, it's just like if you have a voice, you 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 have a place to a forum to actually say the things you want to say and connect with people who have feelings that are similar to your own. And and you know, an interesting side co- uh, comment to what you just said. 
you know, you look at the relationships that you are able to build with people through mediums such as this. An example I'll use is when you and I met Lee Shackelford in person earlier this year, it was not as if you were walking up to a stranger. Had we ever seen him on camera, like as in a webcam uh, with us? No. Had we ever, uh, you know, talked to him on an actual telephone call? No. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. You know, all of that. But when you met this person in person, because of our interactions in the episodes that you had listened to of he and I on Podshock and then uh, the three of us on, on this show, it, it, you know, it was like, okay, well, here's this old friend that, uh, and, you know, that we've known, you know, for a while. And in reality, this was the first time you were meeting the person. And the yeah. same thing can be said about, you know, we were on Cultum earlier today. And the same thing could be said about Dave Cooper. I mean, my goodness, he lives in England and yeah. is uh, much, you know, I'm not saying anything about his age, but literally is, you know, older uh, than we are. And, you know, it was like um, this, you were just talking with a friend again. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely always like talking with the old friend and and you know, it's funny because it's like now with the internet I know more I talk maybe to more people that I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? I know them but I don't haven't met them, I should say that. Then a lot of people I met that were friends in high school with. There's things like that, you know? Right. It's just it's just a change uh, of the times. Yep. So, you know, let's let's take it back to um, well, I have I have one more question before I get to Star Trek again. What have you not done in podcasting that is on your uh, bucket to slash to do list? Huh? Wow. Well, I think I'm accomplishing one of those tasks by doing the Star Trek Discovery podcast is is that. Through all this time, I've never really been the mainline host of a show, and this is the my first foray into trying it out. You know, so I think that's been a major step for me uh, to try to actually host a podcast. Uh, definitely a huge change, but you know, I think what I really want to do, as far as being a podcaster, is is form a community, which I think we've started to do with discussing who, in large part, and that to me is one of the goals around podcasting is, is to have a community or YouTubing right. having a community that have these like interests where you can, you can share and, and, and enjoy things that you love. And I just want to get to the point where we have a community around what we're doing um, to share in, 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 uh, in the shows we do. Right. Cool. So, so tell me this. Let's let let's let's segue back into Star Trek. So you know, I know it's six p.m. now, and it won't be in Central S Standard Time, and it won't be long before the first uh, episode is aired uh, yeah. on terrestrial television, and then the second episode will be uh, digital tonight. Later on, is that correct? Yes, I believe so. So. I, you know, I know we've seen clips, and uh, but but I've read that Star Trek, or Paramount, or CBS has not allowed any pre-reviews. Like you know, there's not been any reviews of the episodes until they air. 
why do you think that why why do you think there's any secrecy or or do they just want to keep this buzz or what do you think uh i think it may be less about secrecy and more about them wanting to people wanting people to immediately go to cbs all access and subscribe <laughs> you know um I know plenty of people who are content with just reading what the show is about, you know. So I, I think the fact that you have to go there and sign up to see it or watch it on TV is what they were uh, actually um, trying to accomplish with that. That being said, in the video game world, it's kind of frowned upon when you don't allow a review before the property comes out. Uh, so that I'm a little iffy on if that's a good decision. Uh, ultimately, if you have a good product, why don't you want reviews coming out about your product? Which I, I don't know what Game of Thrones does. Um, I'm thinking they don't have pre-release reviews either. Yeah, I don't think they so, do either. Yeah, so so maybe it's not a huge step for them to to say they don't want that. So without seeing an episode, answer this question for me. Season two of Star Trek Discovery. Do you think there will be one? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, CBS is parlaying this as their flagship uh, CBS All Access property. And with the amount of budget they're putting into this Game of Thrones-esque budgets, uh, yeah, there'll definitely be a season two. No no question. And is that because they're throwing... um, you know they're throwing all their, um, or, or how is it some a good way to say it? Uh, you know what's an old country saying? They put put all their chicken eggs in one basket or whatever. But is that kind of what they're doing? Because it, this may be the best Star Trek series ever, but then again, it may not be. So you know you really don't know until fans see what you've created. If, if how they're going to react so well it, it's kind of just what you do with your flagship property um hbo does it with game of thrones um so that's merely what they're trying to do also you have they have other shows that they're they have that should be s- kind of popular uh they have like the, i think the good wife show is on on cbs all access the new one mm-hmm. and they have uh they have another one. I can't remember the name of it. So it's not just. Isn't it like um, Big Brother After Dark or something? Yeah, I think so. I want to say yes. <laughs> it's on there as well. So they're trying to very much bolster their online service. And uh, again, I don't think it's that much to pay, but I still don't know how I feel about it overall. Uh, that being said, they're, 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 that's what they're trying to do. And. I mean, look at look at video game properties, Xbox first party title, Halo. They throw all the money into that. You know, it's just kind of what you do when you want a flagship product to be represented on your platform or service. So I can't fault them for that. And and yeah, we will definitely have a season two, though. I mean, it's it's no question. All right. So, um, you know, I, I was sitting here, you know, um, before we wrap, you know, I was uh, sitting here thinking about the Star Trek characters and their reinterpretation with the technology and some of the things that we have talked about on the previous episodes of the, of the Discovery podcast that we're doing. But let me ask you this. What, what are you looking forward to most about seeing new episodes of uh, Star Trek? 
I, well, I think this is my same thing, whether it be Star Trek or, um, or Better Call Saul or any other show I like. It's just show me something fresh and new. Um, show me something exciting. We're in this new era where television can look just as good um, or dramatic or beautiful as a, a movie can at the same scale. So with the money they're getting behind the show, I'm hoping they have coupled that with a story that's compelling. And uh, again, this is the first serialized Star Trek, really. Uh, it's not an episode. is is not complete. Oh, really? I didn't Star know that. Trek. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's going on from, um, I mean, of course you're going to have your mini arcs between episodes but it is an ongoing story and i'm going to make a, uh, a assumption or a guess here something tells me it's going to be a mystery um i'm hoping not <laughs> i'm hoping not uh, that's that's not really what appeals to me but i do want to see i think it is interesting to see a character go through the ranks which we have seen at a small scale on some shows uh you know you may see a uh a lieutenant become a lieutenant commander or, you know, something like that. But you haven't seen somebody go from, from, um, and then all the way yeah, to, to captain or whatever. So I think, I think that could be pretty cool if they managed to pull that off. So if people were listening right now and wanted to know more about, uh, this podcast that you and I've been talking about for this past hour, where might they find out more information about, this uh, Star Trek Discovery podcast we're doing. Yes, it's called STD, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. And let me say this again: don't blame me, blame Paramount for STD. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you can you can find out more about this podcast at stdpodcast.com where you can catch all the feeds, a little bit of news, but definitely the posts for the shows are there, and that podcast is comprised of Cal Jones, uh, Andy Sims, Carrie Brown, and Jonathan Shorts, along with myself. And yeah, we just kind of have fun as as Star Trek fans, just talking about uh, our, our various likes and dislikes, mostly likes, of the Star Trek universe. You know, I have to say it's fun having somebody else sit in the captain's seat for a while. So oh, that's, that's that's my favorite part about other than I get to talk about Voyager, which was my favorite. But <laughs> having someone else sitting in the captain's seat, that's like, OK, cool. I can just sit here and ride. Well, I like the fact that you said I was in the captain's seat. I think that kind of sounds kind of cool. <laughs> OK, cool. See, see, I paid I, proper uh, proper respect there. I'm not sure what the TARDIS equivalent would be, but I would call you that if I knew. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'm at I'm at the console, I guess. Yeah, standing at the console. Yeah. Okay. Just don't All put right. me in the cloister room and I'll be fine. <laughs> that works. <laughs> All right. Um, so one last question, and I've got to end it on Voyager. Who's your favorite Voyager character? The Doctor. Easy. Easy. Really? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about Star Trek characters is seeing them grow. And uh, though we haven't really seen a character go through the ranks, uh, we've, definitely seeing characters 
that grow immensely from their inception to when the show is over. And I can think of a few. I can think of Data. I think Odo. I think um, especially the Doctor as well as Seven and Nine. So seeing seeing the Doctor being uh, the EMH being activated for the first time, uh, please take the nature of a medical emergency <laughs> to where he is by the end of the series, I think is an awesome, awesome journey. And I love the doctor. He's, he's great. So if you were to guess who, who is mine? Huh? I think it's going to be a woman. Yep. Um, the only one I know in there that looks superhero ish is seven to nine. So I'm gonna say seven to nine. Nope. Oh, wow. Janeway? Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why, but there was just something about her that I just liked. I mean, um, that, the, the, I'm Catherine Janeway. You know, there was just, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because she was the first woman captain, maybe. But there was just something about her I liked. Yeah, Kate Migra is awesome. Um, you know, um, I, I, there are a few bad things you can say about her being a Voyager, cap, the vo- captain of Voyager. And, yeah, the journey with her was great. And, you know, I, I just want to see her come back for something, you know, before maybe a movie or maybe we or can get something. a all access movie for for the Voyager crew. I think the time is right before everybody's gone. It just makes me sad. <laughs> I want to see him come back at least one more time. And that's kind of like how I want to see Susan back um, for the same, very, very same reasons as you just mentioned. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. So, and that's, you know, I had to throw my Doctor Who reference in. So let me ask you this. Um, we also mentioned Tech Petition. So anyone listening that may be new to our show, that's this is the first time that they're listening because there's Star Trek in the name of the episode title, and which, if that is the case, we're glad to have you, and we hope that you listen to both of these shows uh, going forward. But let's just say that we've got someone who's never been with us before. How would they find out about Tech Petition? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Go to T-E-C-H-P-I-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com where we talk about all things tech and manga, anime, all that good stuff. And, and let me just say before we move on, like one of the cool things I love about discussing who as well as starting this Star Trek podcast is early on, most of my podcasts is more, were more general. And this is the first really focused zero in laser focused podcast that I'm doing. And I find that kind of refreshing to um, be going in, knowing you're talking about that topic and become more of an expert of this one topic versus being more general. And uh, I think that's another exciting thing about doing the, the STD podcast. All right. So let me ask you this. And this, I promise you, this will be my final question that I'll ask you about doing a podcast, but something that, well, I'm going to make an observation that I've uh, noticed, but I'm going to ask you a question first. Do you find yourself becoming a storyteller now that you are in the captain's seat? Um, wow. Uh, I think I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> if I could minimize the ums and ahs. <laughs> no, but I think I'm definitely getting there. It's It's a work in progress. And for the most part, it's fun so far. And I hope it stays that way. It's the same question for you, sir. I'd like to know your answer. Well, you know, if I go back and if I listen to some of the 
um, episodes when we first started doing this. I mean, literally, uh, if anybody's listening now, and I'll, and, and I'll tell you a, a side note if I've not said this on this podcast before. Um, I hated literally the sound of my voice before we started <laughs> this. And so much so that in the first episode, I don't think the second, but definitely in the first episode, I had my voice running through GarageBand to change <laughs> the sound of my voice so that I could, did not have to hear myself um, be uh you know hear how i sounded and I, and clarence i don't know if it was you that said something to me about this or if i figured this myself but but i sat there one day and was thinking well if anybody hears me on Podshock and they hear me on that they're going to know that something's wrong with my voice on discussing <laughs> yeah. who um but 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 back to your question now it 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 it, it feels like each episode, you're crafting a story. You're crafting yeah. your introduction. You're crafting your center of the story. And then you end when you're wrapping up and closing the story, leading into the, um, not cliffhanger, but the until next time, kind of like a, old, not a soap opera, but a kind of like a, you know, a serialized, you know, come back next time kind of thing. So in a way, you are telling a, and that's how I f- that's kind of how me personally I feel about it is you're telling a story with each episode. Yeah, and everybody hates the sound of their own voice and how they look on camera. That's just how it is, and you'll you get do over so many episodes. You get over, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten over the uh, video aspect, but I have gotten over <laughs> the audio. Um, so, how else can people find out? Since I'm putting you on the hot uh, seat. How how else can they find out about Discussing Who? Oh, that's an easy one, sir. Uh, we're Discussing Who on pretty much any of the social platforms out there. You can leave us a voicemail or uh, email at uh, discussingwho at gmail.com. Or you can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 805-850-D-WHO. All right, good deal. And speaking of community, if any of our listeners would like to join in what we're calling our supporting subscriber or Patreon supporting uh, listeners of Discussing Who, you can do so for as little as $1 per month. I mean, how much better can you get than $1 per month? And what that does is it helps uh, ensure that we keep the show going. Um, you know, it helps us in various ways from website to, you know, just various things uh, that, um, you know, unfortunately, a show is not free to produce. And, you know, we love doing it and we want to continue doing it. So, it, you know, check us out. We are going to produce exclusive content for Patreon supporters. So visit us at patreon.com backslash discussing who. And I would be uh, remiss if I did not mention as well that you can find Lee Shackelford's uh, Relativity Podcast also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Relativity Podcast. Yes. So, Clarence, I appreciate uh, being, you know, uh, being in the captain's seat and taking all the 
uh, questions this evening. And for anyone <laughs> listening, we will be back uh, soon with a brand new episode, uh, either of science fiction, comic books, or Doctor Who. So in the meantime, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine the genre they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audible trial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.